Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O. guys welcome to the 14th episode of three terrible gamers i am ashton here with colin hey guys 14 is pretty high just keep on climbing right now we're a little late putting this one out we're both traveling back to our home state west virginia this weekend and then i've been sick and we've all been busy so we're just not getting it out but better late than never yeah, we both had to receive our new sponsorship, which will be coming out on the 7th, so be on the lookout for it. That's right. So, can't tell you who it is just yet, but you got, as of date of recording, four days to find out. So, might be able to do a little bonus episode on that day to uh, get it out in the open. Well, we got we'll every week back on normal time come Tuesday anyway, so you'll find out on the 8th. Yeah, yeah, there you go. All right, so since we are late, happy late Halloween to everybody and happy birthday, somebody's birthday out there somewhere. All right, let's get started. All right, first on the agenda, Zelda Wiki goes independent. What's your insight on that? My insight on that is... uh. It's basically going back to its roots out of corporate uh, setting because that was their whole entire thing back in the day was it started out with just independently owned the whole nine yards, then basically dollar signs, and then, you know, the rest just carried on from there. But the fact that it's a corporate setting, they tried to unionize, and that's when they basically shut down. So they was just like, well, I think we still have rights to it. So screw you guys. We're going this way right yeah i've seen that i've seen that fandom bought giant bomb and GameSpot for 50 million and that's why they left because they was you know since they bought them they're kind of questioning the staffing decisions and where they like you said they started out independent from 2005 to 2017 and whenever they were you know going by those questionable staffing decisions they were afraid that they wouldn't be operated by fans anymore so that's why they left is because you know they wouldn't have to worry about being overtaken and they would have you know obviously more control over their own company if they would have left so exactly so i think it's going to work out better now that they're able to do that instead of go through the corporate thing because everything non-corporate is better. We can all agree on that. Yeah, and I love Zelda Wiki. I go there for a lot of stuff when when I play Zelda games just for, you know, to get some more information on certain items and the lore and everything of the all the games is on there and 
it is written by fans, so they get more in depth with it than even Nintendo themselves. So um, it's great to use, and I use them in Zelda Dungeon all the time when I'm playing Zelda games to just get further into the story and everything. Oh yeah, definitely. And what you've hundred percented a few of them, haven't you? Yeah, I've a hundred percented Wind Waker, Ocarina of Time, 3D. Not the original Ocarina of Time, but 3D. <clears throat> I have 100% of Skyward Sword, HD Remake, and the uh, Link's Awakening Remake. And it was all pretty much helped to Zelda Wiki. Right, yeah. it's always I've always looked at Zelda Wiki, see what these items are, whatever, and then you know, Zelda Dungeon, if I would happen to get stuck in, a, in a, any of those Zelda games for some reason. I try to not strictly abide by the walkthroughs try to figure out stuff on my own but sometimes you know everybody's got to look at a walkthrough unless you're wanting to spend hours and hours figuring something out because we definitely aren't that that's smart. right i'm not smart i'm just like i am a terrible gamer so that's right that's probably your live one uh zelda wiki and zelda dungeon so you use zelda dungeon as well that's usually the only thing i actually use i'll if i got if i question the dungeon i'll switch over to wiki wiki whatever it is right now oh, okay. uh but wiki. yeah that's what i mainly use Zelda dungeon yeah it's nice uh before i didn't even know about Zelda dungeon I'm, which i've been using it for what is this 2022 i've been using it for 11 years or so now but uh before i knew Zelda dungeon existed i actually used ign which they're just as good to use but i like the layout of Zelda dungeon that's more uh arrange better i guess laid out better more neat for me to i guess understand my small brain to understand so, uh, i like it better than ign oh definitely all right you have anything else on that nope all right so once the next to topic, we have critic scores released for Bayonetta 3, which this was before it released, but it just released, I believe, Friday. But anyway, Bayonetta 3, Gotham Knights, and Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. What's your take on those individual scores? Well, Bayonetta 3, from what, whenever I researched it, it was 88% on, I guess, the gaming world's mm -hmm. version. Well, it was Metacritic. So, I mean, they're technically the gaming world's version of yeah. Rotten Tomato for movies. Pretty much, yeah. Everybody goes by them. Or IGN, like I mentioned before. So, I mean, it got 88%, so obviously it's a better game. So, I'm glad people decided to say, screw the voice actor on the boycott, because obviously it's a good game. That's right. Right. And she lied. And she lied, yeah. But, you know, I'm not going to judge her. Uh <laughs> Gotham Knights only came out with a 70% on Metacritic. I mean, obviously, I'm just going off what these critics have said because I haven't played these games yet. Got my Xbox back, so I'm able to actually play these games. Well, nice. I, technically, I could have played Bandana 3, but, you know, affordability right now isn't there. Gotham Knights, I can play right. now since I got the I Xbox. But, yet again, still one of those things. But it only got a 70%, which, I mean, it was a highly anticipated game. So I think there was more hype for it than what there was being at a free. 
So the fact that it came out and it seemed like a little bit more disappointment is with the lower score. And then Mario and Rabbids with their new game was an 85%. Yet again, haven't played it, have the capability of playing it because I got the Switch. But with the 85%, that's that's common. That's average for Mario games. Right. Pretty high scores typically. But yeah. All right. Um, Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but yeah, for the most part, it's just, like I said, every single game on there, I mean, I think every game on there deserves the score that it got. It seems everything fell right in the place of how it seemed to be. Gotham Knights, I wish it would have scored a little bit higher, but I guess there's something in the story mode or the open worldness of it is the reason why it scored a little bit lower. Yeah, I read into some of the reviews, and they were just saying that it kind of felt like it was empty like there was really not a lot of where i guess it is more open kind of not enough stuff to fill in that open world they just kind of felt empty with the but Alrighty. but yeah i seen that uh bayonetta yeah i got an 88 it was 73 positive and three mixed and I think when it's all said and done, all I think it'll be a ninety when it's all all the reviews start coming in and everything. I think it'll end up being a ninety. Could be wrong, but I think it's where it'll be. Because Bayonetta two, yeah, I'll give him an extra two points. Because Bayonetta two on the Switch got a ninety-two, and then Bayonetta one on the three hundred and sixty, which it came out on other systems too, but well, just specifically on the three hundred and sixty, they got a ninety. So I don't think. And people are saying that the third one so far, the people it's play is really, really good, better than the first two. So I know that's just opinions, but I think it'll end up being a 90. And then Gotham Knights, um, I think my score is different than yours. Mine, whenever I see it, it was a 64. I've seen it the day that you sent me the topic list. So that was pretty much brand new at that point. So it's probably hash drops since right. then. Because, like I said, People were yeah. complaining with something in the story mode. Yeah. So when I, at the time I, I think it was Saturday I looked and it was 13 positive, 11 mixed, and 4 negative. So. Do you think Bayonetta 3 is only on the Switch and Gotham Knights is on everything but the Switch? Right. Yeah. Is it on PC? Mm hmm. It is. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But uh, I was hoping for a higher score from Gotham Knights because I was really looking forward to that game, which I'll pick up Bayonetta 3 as well. And I may go ahead and try out Gotham Knights eventually. But what well, we talked about yeah, in what, our first gotta, three or four episodes? Yeah, we've been talking about it for a while, anticipating it. So sad to see that it's so low, but. Once, I mean, tr- critics are just people too. They have opinions. So just because they don't like it doesn't mean you won't like it. So this doesn't mean we're not telling you not to buy this game or buy these games because they're critic scores. We're just get letting you know what they are because just in case you want to know, because a lot of people want to know like critic scores and sales records and everything for the quarter. And everything, so. We're actually telling you to buy all free games off of our Amazon affiliate link. That's right. Bayonetta 3 is on there and Mario. Gotham Lights isn't on there yet, so don't buy it until I put it on there. 
<laughs> Way to set me up for an advertisement. Right. All right, and then Mario <clears throat> plus Rabbids, Sparks of Hope is that in 86. At the time I looked, like I said, it was Saturday. So it was 100%, 100 positive, not 100%, I'm sorry, 100 positive scores and three mixed. That The three mixed is what brought it down to 86. But, I mean, like Collins said, that's just your typical Mario game, really. I mean, getting a high score close to 90 is – I mean, that's always a given. And um, I did play a little bit of the first Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. It's all right. You know, a lot of people loved it, but it's just, you know, you've heard me say it before. Yeah, exactly. It's just too much of an RPG. I mean, that's all it is. It's just too much. I don't like RPGs. You guys have heard me say it before. I don't like RPGs. If If they bring it out like a first person shooter or something, yeah, that'd be great. But that's. RPGs not much. Oh. And we've also talked about Mario right being a first part person shooter too. So. Yep. And Colin shares my RPG hate. It's not I really think, a hate, like it's a, a dislike. Like you say it's just not a preference. Right. I mean I can play them, it's just I don't like I don't prefer it. Like I can play Paper Mario, but I don't prefer it. Because, <clears throat> like I said, at the greater scheme of things, technically, two K basketball, two NBA two K, is technically an RPG, but it's just a sports game. So, like I said, it's technically, you know, we get into it. It just has to be a certain taste for it, right? And people, some people consider Zelda to be an RPG, but there's just that fine line that determines whether it's a type of RPG that I like or dislike. If it's if Zelda's an RPG, I absolutely love RPGs. But I don't consider it myself an RPG, but some do. I don't think most people consider it RPGs. It's just that rare group of people that, like I said, I guess technically if you was to like watch a Game Theory episode, it seems like something Matt Pat would cover. But other than that, yeah. it's not really. Like I said, personally, I don't think that it, it like you, I don't think it's an RPG. I don't think it is. People say some people say it is because it's a role, you know, RPG is role playing game. So you're role, playing the role of Link. So I mean, but honestly, you could say that in any game. You could say Mario. All Mario games are RPG because you're playing the role of Mario. That's not exactly how that works. Exactly, it's not a book. If it if it was a book, that makes sense. But it's not a book. Right. Exactly. So, to me, and this could be wrong, but to me, an RPG. A typical RPG is whenever you attack somebody and then they can attack you right back and you just take turns until somebody dies. Like Pokemon, like Fire Emblem, like other games similar to those. And I just, that's not for me. Those are considered turn-based, but like Fallouts are considered RPGs, even though, you know, it could be a first third-person shooter type of situation. But I think it's just like, I think it relies more on if the game has more collectible items and like pays you to adventure like i guess technically breath of the wild could be considered an rpg but that was the, that would be the only one i would remotely think would be close to it we are very pleased to announce our super new sponsor marvel strike force marvel strike force is a mobile squad rpg that allows you to battle with your favorite team of superheroes and supervillains in a fight to save the universe against threats like dr doom and apocalypse your goal is to power up 
your favorite characters to complete missions, unlock gear and other resources, and beat other players in PvP modes such as Alliance Wars and Arena. New ways to battle with your roster are released regularly, and the meta is always evolving along with campaigns, blitz, and arena. There's also Alliance War, a massive weekly alliance battle, raids, and cosmic crucible, where you go head-to-head -head against other players in a tournament. Marvel Strike Force are enjoying their 6th year anniversary. You know what that means. Free stuff, just for signing up via our unique link in the description. The anniversary consists of weekly events and bonuses. If you complete each event, you can receive special rewards and skins. Make sure to log in each day and each week to take advantage of all the new characters that are being released specifically for this event. This will be Marvel Strike Force's most generous event to date, so don't miss out. We have received a unique promo code for every new user. Please follow our link in the description and use the promo code MAXPOOL. Once again, thank you so much to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring today's episode. Yeah, like I said, there's just that fine line there. Video game genres are where video games are so much different than they used to be. They're just kind of spread out and kind of share traits from different genres. So it's kind of hard to place one specific game or game franchise into one specific genre anymore. So just a wide array of genres and games and thrown into one game nowadays. Exactly. Like back in the day, you could say Mario, like on the SNES and the uh, NES was a 2D side-scroller. 2D platforming side-scroller, that's what you would consider. But nowadays, I mean, you could just have so many different, like, um, obviously they consider Metroid, like, <clears throat> uh, Metroidvania, like, because they get that genre from, obviously, Metroid and Castlevania, so they call it Metroidvania. But... Now, Metroid Prime, for example, would be on a different, whole different genre, so it just depends on the game. Yeah, because it's basically a 2D side-scroller you can shoot with the originals. Right. Right, and then Castlevania, you more, instead of shooting, you more like had a whip and stuff, so it's just... Hey, I mean, you but, still throw like a boomerang type of situation, or I think yeah. you threw a cross, actually, but it worked like a boomerang. I think it was a cross, yeah. Because it was religion-based. Right. right, yeah. And, you know, you dealt with monsters like Dracula and stuff like that. And then, it, like you said, like religion and stuff. They, I guess, use the cross to scare the monsters away or something. I don't know. I mean, vampires, it's, usually it's garlic or crosses. So, I mean, it makes sense. But that's another rabbit hole that we don't really need to go down for a gaming podcast. Right. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Xbox quarter one sales report. <clears throat> Xbox quarter one sales. Uh, they reported that it was three point six one billion. That's the best so far in a year's time, with the previous personal record from Xbox being three point five nine billion dollars. In quarter one sales, which I think them finally being able to push out the new series of Xboxes has definitely helped with that. But them also being more inclusive with the Game Pass and everything else has definitely helped with the sales too, because that counts everything. That counts 
game purchases, in-game purchases for uh, their specific games. Well, I th- actually, I think any game that has it in purchase. So, I mean, obviously, with inflation too, I think yeah, like in the Microsoft Store. Yeah. Yeah, they they were up. I seen uh, hardware. I feel like the Series S and the Series X was up thirteen percent from last mm-hmm. quarter, but software was it took a three percent dip. So less people buying games. I mean, three percent. I mean, that's not bad, but up thirteen percent. One skyrocketed. Right. Up 13% with hardware, that's great, especially for right now with where it's harder and harder to find these consoles that make Microsoft trying to push them out the door a little bit more than what they were. I mean, I know the chip shortage and everything. All three companies are having hard times getting consoles. It seems like Nintendo's doing the best out of the three, but it seems like Microsoft's doing better than Sony with getting those Series X's. You can go to right now, at least I can, I can go to any Walmart or Target right now and see a Series S, but I can't see a Series X. So uh, I've actually seen a couple down here. Series X's? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But obviously there's more, well, I mean, you're in, you're in between Pittsburgh and uh, Philadelphia now, so I don't really know why you would still have the same thing, but I live in a tourist area, so I guess they would technically have more available down here. Right. Yeah. So I haven't seen any. Ser- I've seen the like the Series X mini fridges, but not the actual console. <laughs> here's you some Mountain Dew that you can't play on this actual uh, console, but here's your fridge for it. Hey, I'll take that fridge. That thing is nice. Have you seen them? I actually haven't. That's the first I've heard of them. Oh really? They're nice. They look. I mean, they obviously look just like the series. I think they're even like the exact same size. They may be a little bit bigger, scaled bigger. But so what? At that point, you could probably hold like six cans. Yeah, probably like those ones that we bought <laughs> one day. The All the Coke ones. Yeah. Actually, it might be might be a little bit bigger than those. As you say, it'd be at least a little bit taller. Yeah, they they look nice. It may hold. As you say, it may hold the same amount. It's about the average size of them. Yeah. How much do they cost? Um, that's a good question. Same price as an Xbox? <laughs> I don't think quite that high. Let me look real quick. Like for that as an Amazon oh, affiliate. No, too. they're not. Uh, at Target, they're $99, but at Walmart, they're only $71 right now. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Yeah. $71 at Walmart. Um, hold eight cans, Colin. Eight cans. I was close. It was close. You, yep, buy so. an eight, you can't even buy an eight pack. What's the sense in that? They want you to buy. I guess technically you oh. can't buy six, but you'd still be able to buy six before you'd be able to buy eight. Right, right. And real quick, thank you, Carlos, for the follow. Shout out to you. Oh, Dan Rose, we had somebody. I was over on my notes page. <laughs> well, I seen him follow us. So shout out to you. Thank you for the follow and listen to all of our episodes if you don't care. Help us out and we appreciate it. All right. Um, let me get back to my notes here. All right. Did you see where they were coming out with the uh, Metal Gear Solid movie? 
Uh, until you sent me the topic list, which I'm excited about. Which, as you mentioned, I believe last week, I'm usually the video game. I mean, not the video game. The, we're both video game, but I'm usually more of the movie nerd out of the two of us. Movie nerd and critic. <clears throat> and critic, yes. movie. Critic. Mostly critic. <laughs> You're very strict movie critic. Yes, I am. Uh, but what I mainly seen from it, it just seems, and once I started doing research on it, it just seems like it's going, they've been doing it for the past five or six years. <laughs> so yeah, yet again, it's been out like teased for a while, I guess. From what I seen the guy, well, I think it's been, so it's probably been longer than that. It's probably been closer to 10. Cause I think the Phantom Pain, the last Metal Gear Solid game to come out was whenever they initially had started talking about it. So I guess it's technically been right about that long, but in the reality of the situation is it's still just a vision. I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. Yeah, they were just there was this big leak coming out that they had a lot on it, so that's why it was in the gaming news for this week. A lot of people, it was trending. I'll say it was trending this well, I guess last week at this point, but yeah, it was trending, so that's why it was in the gaming news. I guess a lot of people forgot people about come it. Listen to us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. Did you have you played any of the Metal Gear Solid? I mean, Metal Gear game. Yeah, that was actually one of the rare ones I was allowed to actually play, even though it was a shooter. Yeah. But yeah, it was. I liked them. I liked the Metal Gear Solid Two. Was probably my favorite one, where you was at the end, and I just liked that final boss setup. Granted, as younger, I didn't know about that cheat where you only had to, uh, or maybe it was, uh, it was second or third one. I don't remember which one, but whichever one you fought, the like the psychotic, not psychotic, uh, psychosis guy, and you could actually stick your controller in the uh, second player slot on the PlayStation. And he was not able to tell your moves, and you was able to kill him like five times quicker, because for whatever reason, if he was attached to the first, uh, huh. like in your normal slot on first player, since it was a one player game, he was able to read pretty much every single move and like dodge it and kill you almost instantly back. Huh. That's I did not know that. Like I said, I can't remember if it's the second or third one, but yeah, it was a boss fight, and that was like. Because even though it was made by Konami back then, it wasn't, they didn't have the actual Konami code in the game, mm-hmm. but that was the hardest boss. So they made it to where you could switch controller slots and kill that guy. Huh. Of course, I didn't find that out until I was an adult, but I digress. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I seen that and I was excited about it because Metal Gear franchises i love that franchise and metal gear solid specifically is a great game and uh my favorite metal gear solid game metal gear game i'm sorry is metal uh metal gear i believe My favorite one is the Twin Snakes, which is the remake of the first one on the GameCube. And that's my favorite one. 
Gotcha. I think that's the one I was trying to refer to. Is that the one where you got a knife back guy in the ghillie suit? Yeah. Yeah. That's the one I was initially trying to reference, and then I got the game confused because I think that was technically the original second one remade. And I think it was the third one with that other guy. Yeah, Yeah, I think you're right. And I think they should make more. I mean, I think we said this about the Mario movie as well. I think they should make more movies based off of games. And I'll say it again. Give me a Zelda movie. But um, I told you they're already making it on Netflix with Tom Holland. No, they're not. Because I'll boycott it. I'll tell them oh. they didn't pay me $4,000. Oh, yeah? And it winds up being twenty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen uh, Carlos had that question. I'll answer it live. i seen you already answered it. But um, I prefer, um, like Colin said, more of a mixture. But for me, it seems like older games, I have more fun with them. Or even remakes of older games. So I have more fun with those. I go back to those more than I do modern games because mostly the modern games I play are like NBA 2K or uh, occasionally a Call of Duty. Now I'll play some new games that Nintendo releases, like I played Metroid Dread and games like that. But most of the time I go back to the old games, like back to the GameCube specifically. Well, you are the emulator out of the two of us. That's right. Okay, did you see Capcom's Resident Evil event? I did. They had a lot packed into that event. They did. It was starting to compare to a uh, Nintendo Direct. It was. It was. Just Resident <clears throat> Evil specifically, though. Yes, instead of just an array of things. Yeah. But what was it? Resident Evil Village is the getting a DLC even... Uh, Resident yep. Evil Reverse is out on the 28th. I can't remember which that was before, yeah. It was yeah, October, yeah. It was October so 28th. By the time we done our topics, it hadn't wasn't the 28th yet, but now it's data recording, it's the third of November. So, because as we said, we were supposed to record basically this time last week, right? I'm glad we didn't because we wouldn't have Carlos, I don't think. That's right. <laughs> but, yeah, the 28th, it's going to be a new swing on it. It's going to be a, mo- well, it's already out now, but yeah. I don't even know why I'm referring to it as 28th other than just that's what's in my notes. But the, it's going to be, it's multiplayer. <laughs> so I think it has, and that's what everyone else has been saying too, is it seems like it needs its uh, cinematic work to one. Yeah, I've seen that. And then, obviously, the main part of the event for us, nostalgic to answer yet again his question, is uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake gets gameplay shown, and obviously it looks a lot more stunning and better than what Reverse is going to be, I think. But yet again, I think that's nostalgia playing in. Oh, yeah. Right. 
Yep, I seen you know, like you said, Resident Evil Village getting DLC. Resident Evil Reverse came out on the twenty eighth for the PS four, Xbox One. It's a free for all game. Uh, as as of I think, like I said, Saturday it was a six out challenge team, so people said it does need work. And I did see that it had a first person mode, which for most of you Resident Evil fans, you know that they typically go third person. So. It's definitely a weird spin on the Resident Evil franchise. Um, the Resident Evil 4, we've talked about the remake before in earlier episodes, but I'm definitely excited for that. Like I've said before, I love that game. Played it as an exclusive on the GameCube back when it was an exclusive before they released it on others. But um, as of right now, if as long as it doesn't get delayed, it's coming out March 24th. My little brother's birthday actually um next year 2023 um uh, it looks good the graphics look amazing just hopefully it doesn't disappoint and they didn't change anything game breaking in it i might have to catch up with robert again and play it while intoxicated since that was the first time i played it maybe well tell robert to not buy it unless he buys it from our affiliate link and robert if you listen to my podcast do not buy it Unless it's from our affiliate link. Your podcast? I see how you are, ho. Our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. I had, to, I had to do that. Yeah. <laughs> are we wrapping it, or are we going hit the last topic? Uh, I, I'll wrap it, because I'm going to bed. I got work tomorrow. <laughs> Suspense. Yes. Another episode where... We discuss every topic but one. That's right. And you'll get this last topic as our first topic next episode. So be excited for that. And just keep an eye out on that. So, as always, guys, follow us on YouTube, on Instagram. Consider becoming a patron. You don't have to, but it helps us out. Join our Discord. It's free. At, you know, Three Terrible Gamers. Just look us up on Discord or YouTube. It'll pop up. Colin, do you have anything? Uh, be on the lookout for our new sponsorship. Uh, don't be hesitant to purchase anything from that website once we release it. It is amazing stuff. Right. It uh, is high quality stuff. Other than that, no, I can't really. Thank you for anything. Like Ashton said, come back next week for the first topic. The only difference is on the topic is going to be I'm going to be the host and not Ashton. Right. Yep, exactly. And another shout out to Carlos. But other than that, see you guys next week. All right. Later, guys.